following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world and peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. No TV. No TV. What? No. Oh, I'm Pee Wee Herman. Talking Pee Wee is really cool. He's naughty. I know you are, but what am I? Soon you'll be that way too. Hello everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Nostalgia Funhouse, the only podcast in which me, Johnny, and he, Andrew, try not to say the secret word, because if we do, the couch and the furniture goes crazy. Where's the couch? Or I guess it was a so it was a chair. It's a chair. Yeah, the chair had a name, Johnny. Yeah, the chair. That's what I said. No, the chair had a name. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> Jim the chair. The dog lounge chair thingy that always like flipped me out because I never knew its name. <laughs> but what is the secret word? Do we need Conky? Oh yeah. Uh, mm, e, ah, I'm just a floating head in a box currently. Uh, we're we're talking about, of course, a legend who sadly recently passed away, Pee Wee Herman. And we sort of talked a little bit on the last episode of this toward the end about it, but we wanted to we this uh this person I feel deserves a whole episode. And I know you agree with that, Andrew. I agree wholeheartedly with this one. Um Paul Rubin's huge, huge part of my childhood. 100, 150%. I think anybody our age has to say that, right? Because in the era of when we were growing up, he was a major part. He was, he, that Pee Wee Herman character was kind of everywhere. Actually, I just found a random word generator. So here we go. <laughs> we're going to do a secret word. It's secret okay. Word. Don't hey. tell me what it is. Don't tell me what it is. If I say it or whatever. Okay. Plug your ears. 
I got I got to tell the audience. Oh, oh, here. I, I was going to mute myself, but I don't say let work. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Secret word is survey. Okay. All right. You, I didn't hear it. Uh, I truly didn't hear it. So Pee Wee told us. Good, good. Pee Wee always coming through there. But, uh, so I, I, I did a um some a little bit of research into this, and also there's a really great interview on the Conan O'Brien podcast, and uh, they re-uploaded it after his passing away. And Conan, of course, at the beginning of it talks about Paul a little bit, and um, <clears throat> it's a really really good interview. I highly recommend everyone checking it out because it kind of really lets you behind the scenes with with Paul uh, mm. instead of Pee Wee. Uh, but the Pee Wee Herman character was sort of invented in when he was in Groundlings, which is like this very famous uh, improv group. Uh, it's uh, And he was in that. There's a lot of uh, comedians and famous people who came from it, and he was lucky enough to be a part of it. And he needed to come up with a character one night for a show, and Pee Wee Herman was born. The, do you know what the first movie that he was ever in was? Blues Brothers. No, it was a Cheech and Chong movie. <laughs> oh, at, okay. As Pee Wee? He's a very... I don't know if he's... I I saw the clips on YouTube. I don't know if he's billed as Pee Wee or not, but he's like the... Uh, but he's very much in a very uh, Pee Wee type suit with the bow tie and everything. Okay. I know he yeah. was the waiter in Blues Brothers because my dad was like obsessed with that movie growing up. Yeah. While growing up. So if it was on TV, he was like, you're going to watch Blues Brothers. And I watched it as a kid because I'm like, oh, wait, that's Ray Stans. Yeah. Oh, why is Princess Leia trying to kill this guy? And oh, my goodness, <laughs> there's Pee Wee Herman. And, oh, and John Candy's a cop. Yeah. Okay. So but. As an adult now, I appreciate it more than what it was. But as a kid, those elements drew me in to watching it. Other than that, I would be like, why am I watching these guys Yeah, driving around in a bus to a cop car? But I do remember him as the waiter in the Blues Brothers. Yeah, he was like a hotel receptionist type character in Cheech and Chong. And uh, another underrated role, I don't know if I'm like jumping you is he is big but he's max in flight of the navigator yes which is one of my favorite favorite movies that i watched as a kid and i did not pick up on it until i watched it again as an adult that he is max in flight of the navigator when i was listening to his interview on conan he really reminded me of you a little bit andrew in that he was when they're at Asking about him growing up mm-hmm. and what really want him, got him into wanting to do uh, the show, get into show business. And at first he was like, I really want to get into the circus because he loved the circus. But then that kind of uh, translated more into wanting to get into show business. But he still just started naming all these kid actors that he thought he would keep you better than. And I was like, he's just naming these names that I didn't know. And I was like, Andrew would know these names. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Do you have any of the names? I can't, I can't remember off the top of my uh... head. Uh, but there's another ones that like I would easily recognize. They were all like very famous. He famously, when he was a kid, wrote uh, Walt Disney to let Disney know that his like there's one of the kids that they had in almost every Disney movie 
And he was like, he wrote Walt Disney just to let Walt Disney know that he would be better than that kid. <laughs> that's how you do it. Yeah. He never got a response. But uh, yeah. That's funny because my my aunt, for her birthday, she got herself, I guess you can do a back, like behind the curtains tour of Disney World. Yes, you can. Yeah. And they were, t- and one of the actors were giving out the tour and they said that if you ever want to work for Disney as like a character, you have to apply like multiple, multiple times. And they said, and she said, one of the reasons why it's because Disney wants to know that you actually want to do this. How badly do you want? Yeah. So I'm surprised he wasn't like, Hey, you think you're better at this? Mr. Uh, Paul, what is it? Paul Rubenfeld. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll move you in, but. Yeah, I just thought the 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 hoomsfa <laughs> to even think to do that is pretty wild too. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I like it too. It's a great story on top of that. It's very MJF. Yes, it is. Yeah, I don't know if he was yelling or not, but it's very. He <laughs> <laughs> yelled. Yeah, he yelled a little bit. Yeah, he was kind of a loud talker. In fairness, the character was. Yeah. That's kind of the main difference I've noticed between the two, between Pee Wee Herman the character and then. Paul Rubens the person when he's kind of talking in interviews he's way he's way less loud <laughs> but isn't that kind of like the beauty thing of coming up with a character yeah or we do a lot of wrestling talk if you notice or like a gimmick is that you can that maybe that part that is buried deep down and you don't know how to get it out yeah almost like I wonder when those say split personality but you know, no, no, it's a part it, of you it, that you can kind of take and sort of uh, pump the volume up on it. Yes. Yeah. And then take it off. I know it's sometimes it's probably would be hard for them to turn it off and stuff like that, but turn it off, put it away, put away the Pee Wee suit, and then yeah, just be Paul Rubens, which from what I understand, he's an amazing person. Yeah. All the stories I heard and saw and read about him after he passed away are just pretty incredible like he, he seemed to like he'd go out of his way to let you know that he either appreciated you or cared about you and that's that's uh rare in just normal everyday people nowadays uh i'm pretty lucky in that my friends make me feel pretty great but uh it's it was a definitely a thing that he seemed to go out of his way to do about barbecue yeah he'll start talking about barbecue and then barbecue and reba and then matt yeah gets on Matt, yeah. Matt, one of my closest pals, decides that I'm just too poor. <laughs> that's just everybody knows that's a joke. Matt's an awesome yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's even more funny is that that famous suit was literally one of his friends let him borrow it and he just never gave it back. <laughs> so, and then all the other stuff, like the bow tie, the very famous bow tie, like he found it, like it was a children's bow tie that he found. Uh, the shoes, the only thing that was actually his from a suit was the shoes. He owned those shoes. <laughs> oh, those shoes. <laughs> but I couldn't imagine Pee Wee without that, though. I know. It's that's it's an iconic look, right? It, that's the way. It's like Mr. T without the chains, if you took away his suit. Yeah. You yeah. need that certain part of that person to to really really recognize that person i mean it's 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 a part of the whole package right is 
is the rapping on the package, but then also this the his mannerisms and his and the voice and the laugh that he would do mm-hmm. and the the jokes that he would do, they're all very a uh, Pee Wee brand type stuff. I love the fact that he talked about later, like uh, the one little thing that I watched later on in his career, he would go, if you invited him to your house for, I won't say barbecue, but uh, for, for a cookout, he would, he would, there's a good chance. Paul Rubens is going to show up. Yeah. To, you know, to have some food with you. And he talked about the one where he was at and everybody pretty much already ate. And they just were so, yeah, watching him. This. And he so they're like, watching him eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he got invited to a rave. <laughs> I saw, yeah. I saw this interview. Yeah. It's like a of, it's like a letterman or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, could you imagine that? Just I would have you're at a rave. Yeah. And all of a sudden. All of a sudden, you look across the way and you're like, is that is that Pee-wee? <laughs> yeah. It was good to it's a good thing if I did go to a rave, I didn't do any of like the do the crazy drugs that are involved with the rave because I would be like, I'm done with this. If I see Pee Wee Herman, you see Pee Wee at a Pee Wee Herman at a rave, you think that you you got to you're just going to stop doing drugs from then on out, right? I'm sobering <laughs> up. I'm going yes. home. <laughs> I'm going home, and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm done with it. Uh, but apparently he would do that. He was he started doing it quite a few times, uh, because you know I would guarantee you when you're a known name person that you would get invited to a lot of stuff. Just like the people like, hey, it'd be really funny if Pee Wee Herman showed up at this. I'm just gonna, I mean, he's gonna say no, of course. I'm just gonna ask him that type of thing. I'm sure he got that a lot, like a lot of other famous people. And if you want to invite invite Johnny and I, we we do like barbecue. It's just Matt, Matt, no. yeah. Yeah, we actually, I'll, I think I can speak for Andrew on this. We love barbecue. I, yeah. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> I traded away delicious pizza and Italian food for barbecue. That's how uh, that's a tough choice. In I, fairness, I like a really good pizza. I don't know why I, I was Italian. I, I like eat. a really good pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just watched a Mario movie. It's all that, you know what? I, I accept that as an even trade. My stepmom's Italian because I just did that horrible southern accent and I'm like, uh oh, it's a good thing I'm damn good friends with Johnny. Oh, I'm not a even if we weren't friends, I'm not offended by it. Like just uh, whatever you want to do. I don't care. It's <laughs> I know who I am. I'm comfortable with me. It's fine. Uh, it, it's just uh but Pee Wee Herman uh, I mean there's only so many people who are lucky enough to come up with an iconic character like that, that sort of stands the test of time where you can even just see, let's just say you see like a bo- that bow tie, like just the bow tie itself is almost as iconic as any other bow tie. I would dare say the, the suit, uh, the laugh, the, the childish like comebacks, the, I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those those things like that and i always credit peewee for helping me understand texas as i moved here because if it wasn't for peewee i would not know that there uh that there's no basement at the alamo that's right yeah thank there's goodness no basement uh i was i went to a restaurant i'm pretty sure they kind of like 
do like little dances and stuff like that and they played the the you know the stars at night are big and bright i think i have to as a texas residence i have to clap sorry but everybody clapped and this was on father's day and all i did was lean over to my daughter and go they feel and she's like what are you talking about i'm like Pee-wee's big adventure what he needs to prove that he's in texas and he yells yeah but i gotta say that and then the one part where in Wee's big adventure when he's like i where he can't remember anything and he was like i forgot and they were like but what do you remember and he goes the alamo and they all started cheering and i'm thinking, yep <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Pee Wee helped me with my transition from New York to Texas just for those little things. King of the yep. Hill with the rest. <laughs> yeah. Also, during this time, I don't know why I didn't even realize this, but uh, Rubens and Phil Hartman were like very close friends. Oh, and yeah. Hartman is like almost as vital to Pee Wee Herman as, I mean, Obviously, Pee Wee's number one, but then you gotta have Ed Hartman there because they even uh, co-wrote a Big Adventure together. Like he he helped write that. He was the sea captain. Yeah, he was the sea captain for like a season on Pee Wee's Playhouse, and then there was that he did a stage show. I want to say, mm-hmm. I believe Pee Wee wasn't really meant to be children's oriented all the way not, not it was a it was a take on it but it was played it was for laughs it was sort of an all ages show though and because like i watched a stage show i think it was on comedy central and i watched this it was you know yeah. well actually and- hbo did it uh did it first but they were uh it was just a video of the of the stage show i think and that's probably what you saw on comedy central because comedy central would re-air uh, specials like that because that's how i saw the mr bean one right it was oh, a very similar situation there that's a very good one but also i mean even uh you know big top peewee also had uh, the first movie role of benicio del toro like that was his first big movie role was he a dog movie. he was the dog guy wasn't he i think so I'm really up. Oh, this is yes. Uh, he played Duke, the dog-faced boy. Wow. Yeah. I've, that was his first movie role. <laughs> yes. And this is the one that I thought was really great. Uh, this was also it was also Big Top Pee Wee was also the first movie that Danny Elfman did the music for. That's crazy. Is that not wild? <laughs> that was Big Top Pee Wee. He did that. Yeah. Yeah. He was. I. I couldn't remember i could have swore he was captain carl yeah he did six episodes because peewee's playhouse had some pretty decent names i love Big. oh yeah because big top peewee is the movie that we are going to be reviewing since it is the only free peewee movie early peewee movie right did you ever watch on netflix the peewee's big holiday I don't remember, so I'm going to assume I didn't. Okay. Because I'd forgotten all about it until I was doing research for this, and then they mentioned it. Because I was pretty hyped for that, because Netflix used to have all the episodes of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. And 
my kids really dove into the whole peewee thing on P for peewee's playhouse like they would sit there and they would just watch it that's watch it one after another and there's no commercials there's no nothing and autoplay on netflix was absolutely amazing for this so i could get stuff done in the house but i didn't because i was more entranced by watching peewee and terry the pterodactyl and everything else and making you know making a wish with giambi and yeah but it just was absolutely amazing that this the character of Pee Wee Herman could go into the next generation of things that it wasn't like, Oh, this is cause there's a lot of stuff I watch where my kids are like, this is boring. This is dumb. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to watch this, but Pee Wee, they sat there and they watched it all the way through. We watched the Christmas special, which was, which was awesome. One of my favorite Christmas specials is that when they had Pee Wee's playhouse Christmas special. Yeah. Is that the third season, I think? Yeah. Because the third season's a really short season because it was a ironically there was a strike during that season. And did you I watched the American Gladiators one and did you notice that they they picked up on the coincidence, in air quotes, could be, that every time there was a writer strike, American Gladiators made it was either introduced or made a comeback. Hmm. Well, it's also on reality TV got big, so yeah, take it or leave it for whatever reason. But uh, Pee Wee is also kind of responsible for, in a way, uh, for Tim Burton's career really getting going. Oh, he did because he did Big Adventure, didn't he? Or one of them? Yeah. Well, the the story is, you know, the first thing after he was kind of working at Disney. Uh, Tim Burton, which is pretty wild to think that he was uh, trying to be an artist at Disney. That's just a weird because he has such a distinct style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, he made that. Um, before he turned it to a full fleshed out movie, it was kind of a short freaking weenie. And Pee Wee uh, saw that and was really he was looking at that and he goes, uh, and this is a quote: "I knew Tim was the director about fifteen seconds into freaking weenie." like the second or third shot of it. Uh, and it was all because of distinct uh, style and art direction and such. And uh, that really gets Tim Burton's career going. I mean, Tim Burton had some, I don't know if this is how the kids say it, had some bangers after that. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's very unique. He had a very unique, if we ever got to see it, his take on Superman. I know. I'm kind of, I kind of wish we had. I mean, Batman makes just makes sense with his style, but I've been I would have been very interested to see how he would have handled the uh, the Boy Scout there, you know? Yeah, because he did a wonderful. I, well, I had figured it was Tim Burton because there's that clown scene in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, that just freaks freaks me out. But everything else is very like Tim Burton ish when it comes to it. And the great thing about Pee Wee's big adventure or any peewee movie that i've noticed is that it's not just a normal house because it can't be a normal house right it's got to have some sort of gadget or something of that nature and oh i forget what they're called type of machine oh like a it starts with a g like a ruth 
I want to say Ruth Ginsburg, but I don't think it's right. <laughs> I was going to say Ginsburg too. <laughs> I was going to say, that. I don't think it's a Ruth Ginsburg machine. I know what you're talking about, like a really complicated machine to do a simple task. Yeah. So yeah. that was a very, always an amazing thing is that they always had that in there. Like, yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure is the easiest one. The way that the breakfast was made. Yeah. The toast. And the well, way that's just a fun thing, right? Because Ernest did that stuff too, right? Like where yeah. uh, you go into either like you can't have a character like Ernest P. Whirl or Pee Wee Herman without their place they live having some sort of personality to it too. Because it just they just has to. You can't have Pee Wee walk into like a normal house. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I put Pee Wee and Ernest on like the same level. I do too. It's like yes. a, like a Rolling Stones type Beatles thing of that nature where it's not just for kids but adults may also enjoy it as well too yeah in that aspect of these lovable challenges counter like characters that yeah are heroes but aren't the big strong sword right yeah i would throw in mr bean to this too yeah so yeah, these type of characters, yeah. But you kind of you root for, uh, you root for them, and uh, but their humor isn't just restricted to a certain age. It's like an all ages type humor, really. Like kids and parents both will laugh at Pee Wee Herman or Ernest P. Whirl or Mister Bean or characters like that. Yeah, they're just very very lovable characters with their quirks and i think that's what makes them so makes them so special peewee's still my favorite out of all of them because i i don't know what it was about peewee growing up it was just the, the gravitating towards them i, I want to think it's almost like a mick foley thing where he wasn't the strongest the biggest or anything like that but you just kind of wanted to be him like everybody loved peewee Everybody just loved him in all different ways. The way that he can make you laugh. You know, he he was one of the first ones I remember watching like Pee-wee's Playhouse where he was like, hey, you shouldn't bully people or anything like that. And it was just absolutely amazing. Pee-wee Playhouse, if you think about it, the, the things that they did with the claymation, the puppets, um, what else was there? The whole thing where he goes inside of the screen and starts connecting the dots. It, there's just it's so much to do. You get a little cartoon in there. Was it a name cartoon? No, but you know what? You knew when the King of Cartoons came there, you know you were going to get your cartoon. And the way that they did uh, uh, Cowboy Curtis is Lasso where it was always lit up and everything else. It just was a fun, amazing show and just made, that was probably the only live action TV show that actually like could sustain anything on Saturday mornings. Yeah. It's the, I mean, it lasted three seasons the third season, like we said, was really short, though, just because of the strike. So there wasn't much of a season, really. It was basically a few episodes in that Christmas special. 
But for whatever reason, it's also one of those shows where, like, when I actually found out how long it actually lasted, how many seasons I lasted, I would have guessed way more than that. Oh, yeah. It just feels like it just feels like one of those shows that was around for most of your childhood, right? It, it has that feeling to it. It was just always there. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it was definitely one of those shows that you would watch on Saturday mornings eating your cereal type of show. I have very distinct memories of eating a a, a bowl of Lucky Charms for some reason watching <laughs> Pee-wee. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's a memory that's in my brain. <laughs> so do you remember Reba? This was the other thing that blew my mind. So watching Pee-wee's Playhouse as a kid, like we mentioned Lawrence Fishburne, Cowboy Curtis, which you would be like completely different roles now well he had to say there's a very funny story of when he was auditioning for that and he's for that character he said uh paul rubin said to him hey could you could you lighten it up a little bit (laughs) and he did too because you don't even know (laughs) reba the male lady went on to go do uh oh matt hates her Went out to go do like medical shows and Law and Order. Yeah, it's just it's just funny just the way that these guys went from like one thing to another. All right, oh, oh Goldberg, the guy that played Goldberg, the goalie was on that. Yeah, yeah, Bert Hart hates him. A lot of hate here. We're bringing up Red <laughs> Oh yeah, I did say Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the secret word? <laughs> you know what? I forgot what the secret Oh, I know what the secret word was. Okay. <laughs> you know, write it down. Because I, I I'd have to write it down. Uh, I, I, I got it in my head now. I got okay. it in my head now. I bet I've already said it and you and we've missed it. No, we have not said it. Okay, good, good. We have not said it. I wish we would have. And I really thought Miss Yvonne should have, like, that was supposed to be the prettiest girl in all of Puppet Land. Yeah. Very distinct uh, personalities on that show. She was in The Running Man? Yeah, she never stopped. Have you ever seen The Running Man? I can't remember. I'm definitely aware of it. I can't remember if I've actually seen it or not. I guarantee you I've seen at least bits and pieces of it. Great Schwarzenegger movie with uh, Richard Dawson and yeah. Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, the governor. Two governors there. <laughs> yeah. couple oh, governators. Like- Jim Brown. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't realize that was Jim Brown as Fireball. Oh, a lot of wrestlers. Professor Tanaka is in there. <laughs> oh, you would like it then. It's game show and has wrestlers. Yep. Two things that I need. But definitely. Have you guys done Pee Wee Herman on Retro Pop at all or no? I can't remember. We're coming up on oh. 100 episodes. Oh, so you don't even. I don't. I have to go back. We're at the point now for that show where I think of a topic. I have to go back through all of them to make sure we hadn't done it before. <laughs> so, That's the best. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, Pee Wee Herman is just. And, and I know what stopped Pee Wee's Playhouse. And we all we all have our demons. We all have our problems. So I'm not even gonna do. I, we, yeah, we pretty I much... think I think it's fair to bring it up. 
just because, like you're saying, nobody's perfect. Yes. Uh, the whole thing in that theater, though, is weird to me, just because I don't know what else people would think would go on in that kind of theater. It, exactly. I'm not excusing uh, public indecency or anything like that, but it's a, it's an. I'll just I'll clean this up. It's an adult themed theater. Yes, they play a very adult themed movies there. What do they What do they think is going on there? That's like when the when the police set up, you know, drug stings and they're offering drugs. Who do they think? Of course, drug addicts are going to show up. You know, that's just so weird to me. It's it sounded like a complete setup, in my opinion. And then there's the other thing which people like to point out, and I'm not even going to give it. I'm not even going to no. say what it is. You can look it up and find out yourself. It. Yeah, and it's and it's a thing where he collected uh like vintage magazines and uh that got him in trouble because of it. these were like published vintage magazines he liked to collect. And that was like a very small part of some that was in it or something like that. I've read a lot of different versions of this. Uh but he got in trouble for that. Uh, but he seemed very sincere and everything. Uh, I, people always love whenever anybody, when, whenever anybody famous or, or anybody gets big or gets any level of fame at all, and either they're going viral for whatever reason. Uh, Pee Wee just happy because he had sadly passed away. But it, whatever reason they go viral, they go after him. Somebody will always, always bring up the something that's obviously not so great, right? Yeah. Like that's just a part of it. And um, I, I don't know. I just don't get the, and they won't do any sort of research for it either. No, like uh, I'm scrolling through. I follow, uh, I follow Rob Paulson, great yeah, yeah. actor. Uh, incredible I, voice actor and uh well yeah because he did raf's voice on yeah ninja turtles and not only that pinky in the brain man i love yeah. pinky in the brain but he did raf on ninja turtle well i mean that's the big one of course but also I'm a, pinky in the brain i'm a cam clark guy because not only did he do leonardo but he also did the voice of prince adam and he-man on the yeah well write this down i want to do the voice actors one day i do want to oh. talk about them one day so peter cullah that's the greatest don't even... yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know he he put on there he was talking about paul rubin saying you know there wasn't there never missed a christmas card never missed yeah. anything it's very obvious they were really good friends and somebody attacked him yeah normally when you look at stuff and you follow like a guy on facebook or anything like that they normally don't put anything in the comments or if they do it's like yeah that's cool or something like that but the guy that attacked Paul Rubens and brought up a lot of this stuff really he he went at him. I'm not gonna get <laughs> yes. to it, but he I was like, whoa, like yeah, that's, that's well, I mean, I think any time any one sentence or a paragraph, it was a lot. Yeah, it, it was a lot. Well, I mean, it's also this thing of if somebody's your friend and you care about them. That doesn't mean that you think they're perfect, but it does mean that you're going to be protective of them, right? Yes. Uh, like anybody that I'm close to, if I heard anybody say anything negative about Trevor or you or even Matt, despite his hatred of things I love, 
I'm going to come to the defense of them, right, of, of you guys, because you're important to me and we're friends. And I kind of think that that's the same thing, because overwhelmingly, when Rubens passed away, what you mostly heard was all these incredible stories mm-hmm. about how he wouldn't forget a birthday or he would go out of his way to let you know, hey, you know, I care about you. I I truly encourage everyone to, at the very least, listen to the first 10 minutes of the Conan uh, interview, of the one of their newest podcast they put up because he just talks about how when he was going up uh, to get on his computer and he was trying to find something for something else, but he found uh, a Paul Rubens video that Rubens had sent him for his birthday or something. And he said, he just sat there and watched it and just a little things that he would do. It's just a, just an incredible thing. And to me, that's the kind of legacy you want to leave behind is one in which when you're gone, how are you remembered? Right. Uh, That's, that's, that's a legacy. And I think overwhelmingly the positive things very much outweigh the shortfalls of, of, of Paul Rubens for sure. Yeah, there's, I'm looking at a website and got some like stuff. My Paul Rubens story. I met him at a wedding. We talked, we talked a long while. He invited me over to watch the Emmys with him and his friends. I saw this. Yeah. We was nominated. We ended up watching an episode of his new pilot. His friends had produced. He sent me birthday and Christmas greetings every year since then. I mean, I was telling you, well, me and you both really like this uh, pro wrestler. I don't even know if he's, I mean, he's still in pro wrestling, but he doesn't yeah. really wrestle very much anymore. RJ City is a very fun personality. He uh, he does these great uh, AEW type interviews. Uh, I highly encourage you to look them up. They're very funny. But anyway, apparently he and Pee Wee became really good friends. And he was just saying some incredible stuff. So Pee Wee was this, uh, Paul Rubens was this kind of guy who, sort of seemed like to me you made friends pretty much anywhere he went that type of guy right it seems like a lot of these stories are very uh john candy-ish like here's when i was a yeah. board art- artist on peewee's playhouse my favorite story is this we were visualizing an episode we ordered lunch my meal did not arrive paul gave me his lunch and skipped eating no star attitude he was all about creating cool work. So to get anybody else who would have been like, oh, well, I need to eat. Yeah. I mean, they just don't make very many, I mean, just humans in general, let alone famous people who seem to be as uh, caring as they, to, just, to everybody. Because it's not just other famous people that he was like that with. A very another great if you want to see probably the best Paul Rubens role and we we agree on this one and this was during his comeback uh best Paul Rubens role that is very underrated that only probably because it's a cult classic most people talk about is him and Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie yes yes my favorite character in that movie by far is the one that Paul Rubens plays he's sort of like the Number one lackey, I guess, right? You would, yeah, sort of to the to the main villain in that, and he's, in my opinion, he has one of the funniest death scenes in all of, of cinema. 
because it just keeps going and going and even lasts through the credits. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the first times ever that I've ever seen it where like me too yeah. ended and then all of a sudden the credits kept on going. Yeah. You see, Marvel took that from Pee Wee. You know, see, <laughs> Pee Wee started a lot of stuff. <laughs> Give it back, Marvel. Give it back. <laughs> see, he, oh, told you see that, uh... he told Disney he could do it better. Yeah, and he and did. Disney's ripping him. Then it's like, yeah, you know what? He he was onto something. Speaking of Marvel, real quick, this is a little side tangent. Uh, did you see the Adam Devine stuff with Marvel? <laughs> no. All right, so he did this. Uh, you know, he was in Rochester's Gemstones. He yeah. did this thing with uh, Variety. They were doing like an interview with him, and he was talking about uh, the comedies kind of came up, you know, because obviously that's his main area that he loves is comedies. And he kind of said in, uh, that Marvel sort of hurt uh, theatrical comedies because unless you're going to spend 200 million on something which you're not going to do on like a comedy, then it's kind of hard to get it made now. But he also loves Marvel movies and he wasn't knocking them down. But of course, every. Headline you see about it is Adam Devine slams Marvel movies. So he started playing into it on Twitter and just posting all his stuff and saying, and really just played with it. It's pretty funny. Highly recommend you look into it. That dude's very funny to me. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Pee Wee. Uh, I mean, those, uh, I mean, if you think about it, how lucky can you be to make this uh, iconic character that really stands the test of time? Yeah, and I think it's anybody in our generation. Like they were talking about how Pee Wee's a Gen I, I, the the whole generation thing kind of gets me because they were talking about how Pee Wee's a Gen X, and I'm like, and don't I go into like the millennials? And yeah, I don't understand any of that stuff. I'm too I, old to know it anymore. Pee Wee was the Pee Wee was he, the biggest thing for me. Yeah, like, he doesn't. I don't. I don't think you can pigeonhole him anywhere. Honestly, no. Like. You're huge on Ernest. And that's how I feel I was with Pee Wee. Like, if yeah. you put me down and you're like, do you want to watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure or Ernest Goes to Camp? I'm taking Pee Wee's Big Adventure every time. Every time yes. I see Big Adventure on any streaming service, I sit down and watch it because it's great, great memories of right. everything in my childhood that I loved and everything else. Yes. Uh, talking Pee Wee toy that I talked about last one. Another great thing that it just carried everywhere. Uh, and the person that stole my Pee Wee Herman autograph picture. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say, you know, as your friend, we're talking about taking it for friends. If you stole Andrew's autographed Pee Wee picture, I don't say this lightly, but I hope you burn in the ho- hottest parts of hell. Uh-huh. And I hope there's a, surrounded by barbecue places <laughs> and you have to watch reba and you have to watch reba and the only soundtracks are reba songs just fancy <laughs> just over and over again does he hate reba the like it's just i think it's the sitcom that okay yeah all right I... we love we love matt on this show matt's a really great friend to us but yeah it's... <laughs> he has some weird heels that he dies on <laughs> <laughs> but then again, in fairness, I did argue that I would rather watch Reba than Seinfeld, and I'm sure I'm the only one who says that. Yeah, you're the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one on that hill. That's uh, fine. Actually, you know what? Surprisingly, like one time I used to do these like 
can you guess who you know guessed the sitcom that this kitchen was from or anything like that yeah and i did seinfeld and it got a lot of hate it was the kitchen from it got a lot of hate so you know i I, i'm gonna say this though i hated seinfeld before it was cool to hate seinfeld okay take that I love Seinfeld. I think it's very. Good. I don't have any problem with people who love it. It's fine. I think it's Seinfeld just, just not for me. I think Seinfeld opened up the doors for a lot of shows that I really enjoy, like yeah. the League and all. No, it's, de- it's a million percent. All, it's iconic. Uh, yeah, deserves all its flowers. I would never take it away from it. And all but it, but I sort of feel iconic. like you remember that episode of of South Park where everybody was yelling at Cartman because he didn't like Family Guy and they're like you should yeah. like Family Guy it's all up your alley that's how I feel with Seinfeld like everybody's like why don't you like Seinfeld it feels like you would love it uh, maybe that's probably maybe that's kind of added to my hatred of it is just that and it's not really Seinfeld's fault but uh, you know the other thing I was going to say about Pee Wee Herman the character is Paul Rubens never seemed that I'm aware of, maybe he did but that I'm aware of he never seemed to come to a point where he hated that character mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of people who get kind of pigeonholed as a certain character that they'll come to really a point in their career where like man i just really hate that this is all i'm known for right and i get that you know uh it's just like you do a lot of different things hey i want you to i create a lot of stuff here but that never seemed to me really bother paul rubens like it's just a part of who he was was that character it's not like you know i think today Jaleel White would say that he he's very lucky and glad that he was Urkel, but there was a there was really a time where he sort of detested that he was Urkel because that's all anybody ever saw him as, and it became difficult for him to get other work right because people just saw him oh that's Urkel because that's who he ironically also uh, had a very famous uh, talking dog. <laughs> I think though when it comes to what I notice, like even Mark Hamill, I think what you need to do is like Mark Hamill. I, you gotta believe is the same way. He's Luke Skywalker. I say Mark Hamill. You're gonna say Luke Skywalker. Right. First name you think of. Yeah. But what he did was, is he kind of, and I'm looking at like Pee Wee's credits, or let's see, there we go, Paul Rubens credits, and he went into like a lot of looks like a lot of voice acting. And other roles where you could not, you'll lend your voice, but they're not seeing you to kind of like what I said about the Blues Brothers. Like, oh, yeah, there's there's Pee Wee. But like just looking at some of his things, like he did Adventure Time, his last, his very last role is Bob's Burgers. Plays a guy named Pat. Oh, that's so cool. That <laughs> I knew you would like that, but Phineas and Ferb. Uh, Star Wars Rebels, like a lot of stuff. Oh, and he was on the revival of Ninja Turtles. There we go. Oh, he played that character? I don't know if you... I watched pretty much all of these. It was like a guy that was really obsessed with Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that episode. But like Tron Uprising. He did Robot Chicken. He did the Riddler on Robot Chicken, which would have been awesome to see. But it seems like he was like, you know what? I'm going to do some just regular old voice roles and just go on to a couple of other things. Yeah, it's pretty fun, though, to go back. Just I mean, I for sure want to do an episode all about voice actors 
a lot of people who started out as like very famous characters on TV shows or movies who actually would transition into mostly doing voice acting. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few of those. Also, his another famous role that because he's in a lot of Tim Burton stuff. I see him in A Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Batman Returns. As did you know that's him and uh, what's her face? Not Dottie, but the girl that wanted to speak French in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I I remember finding that out later and being blown away that that's that's who that was. Dustin's <laughs> checked in. I loved him in Matilda. Probably the only I. I haven't seen Dustin's check in a long time, but I remember as a kid, I loved that movie. <laughs> I just guess remember. what Dustin's a, uh, is a monkey. <laughs> yeah. With the Jason Alexander, some Seinfeld yeah. time in there for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it looks like Tim Burton kept him working a little. Probably because Pee Wee's Big Adventure, he was like, hey, we're going to pay back this guy or the, the animated character that is Paul Rubens right there. I don't know what Buddy is. That just seems like something I wouldn't watch. He was the voice of the raccoon in Dr. Doolittle. Oh, another great film role. The Spleen and Mystery Man. Very underrated. Film. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Very, very underrated film. The best use of uh, Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Over Shrek? Oh, man, I forgot about Shrek. That's, oh. that's a tough one, too, right there. I bet the, the one on Shrek is obviously more popular. This will, I don't know. This will blow your mind. He has four video game credits. Okay. He was in The Nightmare Before Christmas, Oogie's Revenge, because he played Locke in the movie. He was in Minecraft Story Mode as Ivor. He was also a voice in Call of Duty infinite warfare as willard, yes as willard weiler and then uh reprised his role in story or minecraft story mode season two as that i ever got but he is a character in call of duty that's incredible those i mean just between call of duty and minecraft those are like two of the biggest video game franchises of all time <laughs> that's pretty incredible he is in Call of Duty Infinite War. Oh, that's who he is. Send me the picture. I want to know. Uh, okay, so he's not in the actual, like, he's like a side quest. Okay, yeah. He's in, like, uh, they're, you know how they do, like, the zombie thing? Yes, yeah. Well, he is the guy at the car. It's like a, if for this one, you're like a group of teenagers which sounds so weird. Um, but you're a group of teenagers and you're going through like... Uh, no, it makes well, sense because that's who mostly plays Call of Duty because I'm a 40-year-old man who plays Call of Duty and every time I turn on voice chat, I hear as teenagers just just yelling at me and cussing me and questioning my sexuality on a daily basis. Wait, he is the guy that runs the like um, the carnival. As you're going in there. Oh yeah, yes. Together, yes. Oh, you okay? You sent it to me. I don't know if you got to download it. I do, but I should be able to open it, right? Yeah, it's Willard Wild. Oh, there. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, it showed it to me. Yeah, I mean, even kind of looks like him. Yeah, character. Yeah. So he's got Call of Duty credits. That's crazy. 
that's pretty wild. But that's that's kind of anything else we want to say about Pee Wee before we just uh, get out of here. An absolute legend in yeah more ways than one. Huge, huge part of my childhood. A huge part of a lot of people's childhood, I would dare say. Yeah, it's just love Pee Wee. Just yeah. love him to this day. Um, and yeah. I haven't watched a Pee Wee movie That's... in a long time, so I'm very excited for our next episode because we're going to watch a Big Top Pee Wee. Uh, if you want to watch along with this, it's on which streaming service did I say it was on? Uh, Paramount Plus. It's on Paramount well, Plus. So... Not next episode, the episode after. It's coming up soon. Yeah, We're going to be watching that and discussing and reviewing it. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, uh, this was one of those ones where i was very bummed for most of the day mm-hmm. because like you i mean i was definitely more of an earnest guy for sure but uh i still love peewee you know uh and especially I, i'm not even kidding I, that buffy movie was one of my favorite movies growing up i really loved that movie specifically and that character made me laugh every time so he quickly became my favorite character in the whole thing yeah. I mean, uh, so really, I, I was very, very bummed out about that. And apparently, he didn't tell hardly anybody that he was dealing with that for multiple years. Uh, he didn't know that he was fighting that and didn't let anybody know. Um, and I encourage you, if you haven't seen it, go see his last. Uh, he actually wrote like one last thing to the fans because he knew he was he wasn't going to be around much longer. And it will. It's pretty incredible. Uh, but yeah, that's our episode on peewee herman paul rubens uh, godspeed rest in peace what an incredible legacy overall i think he leaves behind one that i hope that he was proud of because he really truly did and was a part of so many people's uh lives growing up especially so uh shout out to all his friends and family too if any of them are listening uh, just Thank you, Pee-wee, for all you gave to us. Yeah. Uh, but that's been the Nostalgia Funhouse. Uh, what are we doing next time on this show? Uh, we are finally getting to another good person, a friend of both of ours. We're finally getting to Gary's request of Captain N. Taking a yeah, look. we're gonna we're gonna discuss Captain N. I need to finally uh, watch it. <laughs> and we're going to discuss it. Finally, he's been asking us to do this, and we've been meaning to. Sorry, Gary. We're just not getting to it, but we will get to it next as, time. As he like shares us. pretty much every single one of our. Episodes. Yeah, he is such a <laughs> he's such an awesome person who has is very supportive, and yes. uh, I hope he knows how much we appreciate it because yeah, we do quite a lot, and we're we're, just, ver- we're very lucky. Yeah, and but we we are doing it, Gary. It is in the books. It is set in stone. We are not changing it, and yeah. But we are doing Captain N, and then after that, we are going to take a look at Big Top P. That's right. So that's our next two episodes coming up. We thank you all for listening. Make sure you go check out the social medias. We have a Facebook page and a uh, Instagram page that Andrew does an amazing job running those. Go check those out. Uh, we have merch. Uh, I think there's a link down below yes. in the description of this episode that you can check out. Go get that. Get some shirts. We got some fun shirts. Uh, support us that way. Uh, and of course we have a, and we're going to start soon uh, recording some more stuff for the Patreon. Going to have a lot of fun there. And 
uh, some more videos. What's the YouTube channel, Andrew? The Nostalgia Funhouse. Oh, that's easy enough to remember. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe one day Apple will finally change the show art for this show. Like yes. we asked them to. <laughs> yes. It's the it's the old show. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure is confusing to some people. But thank you for listening. We appreciate uh, all of you out there. Life is confusing for, for me. So <laughs> I got to say, I understand. <laughs> but yep. with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. 